Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thanks for joining us. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the chilly Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us uh, every weekend, right? Everybody, everybody listens to us every weekend. Uh, so, as always, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. How goes the battle in the Finelli household? <laughs> going great, as always. Josh and his wife are uh, in a battle against a three-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, and I'm pretty sure the three-and-a-half-year-old and the three-month-old are winning hands down. It's karma for uh, all those years those when de- you were Spicoli. Those, those decades <laughs> of uh, defiance. Yeah, you're, I should. Be, you should let your parents know that you appreciate them a lot more now. That I have actually done that. That's I, good. Uh, told them, and they they kind of laugh at me. All right, let's talk about the week that was. If you like rainbows and butterflies, last week was your week. Uh, uh, it, was a, it was a really fun news week. Well, it was interesting. That's to, to say the least. It was interesting. I, I think the markets have it dramatically wrong, and only time will tell. Uh, but, it, uh, yeah, if you're a bull, you were happy last week. U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were up a bit over 6%. Yeah, you heard that right. 6% in five trading days. Rainbows and butterflies. International developed markets. So think of uh, the Europe's, Europe's, European stocks, uh, Japan, those kind of developed uh, international markets. They were up 8% last week. Uh, big move higher there. And part of that was the move lower in the dollar. Emerging markets were up 5.5%. U.S. small cap stocks were up 5.2%. Uh, as Josh said, everybody thinks rates are going back down where they were. Uh, that we shall see. Uh, we saw rates move sharply lower last week, and so that meant bond prices moved higher. The aggregate bond index, so think of the uh, S&P 500 of the bond world, was up 2.5% last week. But that, and that's a huge move for a bond index. Yeah, it was the steepest decline in the 10-year. It dropped a third of a percent. Uh, in yields. That was the steepest decline in yields in over a decade. Two, the two-year Treasury fell to 4.33%. Uh, that yield was down over 25 basis points. 10-year, 3.8%, and it was uh, well above 4% last week. So big move in rates, uh, and we're going to talk about why that was. Uh, gold was 5.5% higher last week, 1770 an ounce, and unfortunately oil was also 4.5% higher at 89 Bucks a barrel. So what? Dollar, dollar rolling over, and the gold move started the day before we got the inflation print. So that almost like a presaging the the following day. So what was the Josh just alluded to it? The big news last week uh, on the economic data front was the October inflation report. The CPI report uh, came out on Thursday, and inflation in the month of October was lighter than expected. It was predicted to be 7.9% year-over-year, and it was 7.7%. Uh, and as Josh and I joked when the morning of, if we had told all of you a year ago that uh, inflation was going to be 7.7% year-over-year, uh, and the market would be up s- almost 5% seven, in, in seven, the day. 7.5% on the NASDAQ. <laughs> uh, you would have thought we were crazy, but that's in fact what happened. The expectation was... Uh, was beat, and so I guess the market has decided that 
uh, inflation is moving in the right direction, which it probably very well could be. But last I checked, and I went to a state college in Maine, so I have two checks against me, uh, but 7.7% is a long, long ways away from 2%, right? And inflation expectations continuing to move up, which you know watches closely. Well, and here's the here's the crux of it and why I was laughing in the face of that ridiculous rally is is the Fed obviously is paying attention. In fact, they marched out some of their henchmen on the same day because here's what to, happened. To no, to no avail. <laughs> here's what happens. So if the markets think rates are going back lower and the Fed can pause or, or even start to, to cut rates, um, the markets rally. House prices rally, yields go down, stocks rally, which inherently makes the inflation problem worse, right? So Mark, Fed officials understand that. So the reaction that the markets had to a little bit lower than expected inflation print, the Fed went on note and said, oh, we have a lot more work to do because if we give, if we give the sense to the market that we are going to pause or we are going to be you know change our monetary policy stance the market's going to rip and then inflation's going to come roaring back and then we're going to have to be more aggressive with our rate hike so the 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 fed had learned the lessons of 73 74 and then the early 80s when when the, you know there was an inflation problem the fed raised rates raised rates and then they paused or even stopped and cut, and then all of a sudden inflation came raging back, and the next move they had to make was much more aggressive. It's, Paul very, Volcker. it's very simple. The higher asset prices are, the looser financial conditions become, and the further the inflationary spiral can go. And, and, and inflation is, is it's, it's a much harder thing to tame than market participants, especially people that are in the market today. You know, you, you need to go to the uh, Carl Icons of the world, the very, very, very grizzled veterans, the guys that are in their 80s that were big players uh, in the 1980s that remember the 70s and 80s period and remember the interest rate environment and remember what it took for the Federal Reserve to finally tame inflation. And if you look at what those guys are saying now, they're like, look, this reaction last week in the market is utterly ridiculous. The, 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 you know, this is a short covering rally, whatever it is, but it is not the end of the bear market. And we like higher account values as much as everybody else, but uh, when you look at what actually did the best on Thursday, it was not the kind of stuff that you want to be seeing doing well. Because frankly, a lot of those positions are, are zeros and the environment is continuing to get worse for them. To, so to see those uh, types of names trade 20% higher in a single day and add, uh, you know, the big tech added 50 billion and some of these names add 50, 100, 150 billion in market cap in a, so a single day. Uh, that's not what you want to see. So the thing to remember from this is the, f the reaction of the market has the Fed on notice and the Fed says, wait. If the market participants think that we are going to ease or, or pull back at all, the inflation situation will get out of hand and get worse. And so we have to stay on our path and stay aggressive and keep the messaging the same. So that's what I would prepare for if I were you. I wouldn't think that things are going back uh, to the way they I think they we were. should also acknowledge the blow up in crypto, uh, specifically FTX. Uh, $32 billion private company evaporating in functionally four days. And the well, in the bankruptcy filing, the potential hole there could be fifty billion. Yeah, that was a, and you know there was an actual market reaction to it on Wednesday. Markets sold off as its implosion uh, sort of burst across the news wires. But uh, some implied quantitative tightening there, and uh, you know uh, cryptocurrency generally bucking the tape on Thursday and Friday was uh, is I think the Fed views as 
positive news, of course, but that uh, potentially looks like maybe the biggest fraud since ba- Bernie Madoff. Uh, so a lot of news there. Uh, yeah, that, so it's the FTX, Sam Bankman Fried saga uh, that you can Google it and see what happened. But it's, it is uh, really unfortunate. It also points to the fact that if crypto is going to stick around, we obviously need much more regulation than we have because uh, a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. And what's funny is when you look at some of the backers uh, in FTX, you know, these are real firms. Uh, and, uh, you know, lending some legitimacy to it, supposedly, but uh, it was just one big giant Ponzi scheme, uh, and, and it's funny that... And real quick, Josh, earnings season? Uh, earnings, we've got uh, 460 companies reporting, so uh, not much left here in the earnings season, but 71% beating estimates. Earnings growth has been uh, just north of 4%, All led entirely <laughs> by energy. Uh, Big integrated oil majors, the only companies that can match the cash flow generation potential, of course, of big tech. And you take out oil and the earnings picture is not looking good. And, and guidance, which is what markets care more about, is not looking good either. So as great as last week was, and we, you know, we, we like seeing a, a green tape, uh, it's good for you know, our clients keeping in the game. Um, we, we definitely don't think that this is the end. And we think, we think that probably 2023 is going to be a bit of a slog. It's sort of mirroring that early 2000, you know, two-year bear market. And no reason to think it will be that much different this time. All right, again, if you want to be part of the program, have a question, comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can send us an email with a question or comment by going to our website, Northwest Quadrant. Wealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about investing in a recession. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. This year for the holidays, Indian Head Casino will not be plucking any turkeys. Because it's our $70,000 Pluckin' Port Prizes. Every Friday and Saturday at Indian Head Casino, win your share of $22,000 in cash and prizes. $22,000. That's great. Cool. With a top prize of $900 in cash. 
$900 in cash. So start earning entries now. This is so exciting. You can win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes with $22,000 to be given away every Friday and Saturday. Listen up, everyone. It's Indian Head Casino's $70,000 plucking for prizes. Yes! I am so excited. I've been winning this. With your chance to win big every Friday and Saturday all month long. Where are you going to be? Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. You must be 21. Management reserves all rights. See the Players Club for details. Times are hard, but managing your insurance doesn't have to be. The Oregon Division of Financial Regulation has a team of advocates who can help you with your insurance concerns. As the state's regulator of insurance companies, our advocates have in-depth knowledge of insurance policies and the laws that guide them. They'll answer your questions and help you resolve issues with your insurance company. We resolve thousands of complaints each year for Oregonians just like you. For answers to your insurance questions or complaints, visit dfr.oregon.gov or call us toll-free at 888-877-4894. That's dfr.oregon.gov and 888-877-4894. This message is sponsored by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your financial plan, your state plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office to get one of those uh, meetings scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you would like, <coughs> excuse me, a free retirement view. We'll get you on our calendar. Um, so one of the good news is about bear markets, which we're not, I guess, technically in a bear market anymore, but most people feel like we are, I guess, depending on what index you own, would depend if you're in a, in a bear market or not. Um, but as stocks go down, remember, they get cheaper. So the funny thing uh, is about most retail investors, and most of you out there listening to us, um, you know, you think when markets are going up that markets aren't risky. It just feels inherently like they're not risky. Remember, when stock prices go up, every day they march higher. Every year they're up double digits. Stocks are getting riskier because they're getting more expensive, especially if earnings aren't growing qu as quickly as those stocks are appreciating, which generally happened over the last decade. Uh, but as stocks have – so, you know, when you go to the end of 2021 and you look at – expected for returns for different asset classes like stocks, they were really pretty low. You know, Morningstar and Vanguard does expected future returns for different uh, asset classes like, like the stock market or large cap stocks, large cap growth, whatever, different kind of parts of the market. Um, and at the end of 2021, the Ford 10-year return for stocks wasn't looking good because they were so expensive. Well, since those uh, asset prices have come off, the forward-looking returns for stocks have gotten much more attractive. In December of 2020, the forward-looking return for U.S. large-cap growth stocks was 
And that's the 20, December of 2020. If you go to 2021, it's worse. Uh, but in September, so a couple of months ago, the forward-looking return for large-cap growth stocks was 9.65, so 3% higher, 3.5% higher. And that's true of all the different assets. So um, that's the one thing that people need to remember is sort of the upside of stocks going down is the future starts to look brighter and brighter for stocks. And I know that that doesn't make any sense to most investors, but it's the truth. As, you know, If you think about the housing market, if you uh, bought a house in 2008 or 2009, your forward expected return for that house was really good. If you bought a house in 2021, your forward expected return for that house isn't very good yeah, because of the price you pay. What we like to say is you know, at the end of last year, stocks were – priced for perfection. And what we meant by that is you know, the valuation multiples just assumed that everything was going to go right. And of course, you know, it never does. I don't feel like they're, I think they're expensive. Price for perfection means the PE multiple makes sense. That that didn't make sense. <laughs> Price for perfection. Uh, so uh, before we talk about investing in recession, uh, Josh shared with me a really good article from the most recent investment news. It's a tr- sort of a trade mag that we get, uh, financial advisors get. Um, and there's an article entitled, When Brokers Go Bad, and it's interesting, um, you know, so there, there are 320,000 financial advisors in the United States. Uh, and, you know, we, our industry always wants to point to these rogue advisors, the Bernie Madoffs of the world that go rogue and do something awful. But um, and, and they always point to greed as the reason. But it seems to us in this article that greed isn't the only reason as of late why these men and women are going rogue and essentially stealing money for their clients or doing awful things for their clients. Uh, University of Oregon, believe it or not, did a study. Um, and they looked at uh, the ownership of these firms and if the ownership encouraged or discouraged this misconduct. Uh, and essentially what they looked at is if there's private equity ownership of a registrant of an investment advisory firm, um, the uh, so it suggests that private equity ownership leads to an increase of 147% in the percentage of uh, of the acquired firm's financial advisors committing misconduct. So essentially what the study showed was that once uh, a firm got bought out by a private equity firm that demanded returns come back to the private equity firm, the misconduct went up by almost 150%. They, they called it the unseen but pronounced force of pressure to sell products is one of the potential explanations. And we've seen a huge increase so far in 2022 of misconduct by financial advisors out there because you know just like we saw that ftx blow up a lot of them were doing things that were being uh masked by the bull market you know like as warren buffett famously says you don't you don't find out who's swimming naked till the tide goes out well guess what the tide's out and we're finding out who's who's been swimming naked bull markets mask a lot of bad behavior bear markets exposure and we're seeing that exposure right now okay uh, let's talk about investing in a recession. So, you know, that we, we know that we have to stay invested in a recession. And some for some reason, there are a lot of individual investors out there that think that they, when they hire a financial advisor, they're hiring the financial advisor to know the future, right? To, to know what's going to happen in the markets and then adjust their accounts accordingly. And, and there's newsflash for you. There is no financial advisor out there that exists that can do that. There are probably plenty that profess to be able to do that, but they don't exist. I'm here to tell you the data is clear that those people do not exist. And so if somebody professes to be able to do that, you need to grab your wallet and run the other direction. So uh, Josh and I looked at this and we said, um, 
you know, recessions are going to happen every five years or so. For, we, for 150 years. Yeah, since over the last 150, we've 18, got 30. 1871, we've had 30 recessions in the U.S., uh, so well, that's one in every five years. Um, and despite that inflation, after inflation, the S&P's gained 7%. So let's call it just just a little over 10%, the S&P's gained in total return uh, over that time. Uh, if you if you had owned the S and P 500, and so you, you think to yourself, well, what if you had known when all of those recessions were going to happen, right? So the 30 recessions since 1871. What if you had known when those recessions were going to happen? So you you took your money out of the market uh, at the beginning of the recession, and you put your money back in at the end of the recession. You'd think, wow, my my account would have just done awesome over that period. Turns out that is not true. You would have actually underperformed uh, if you were to able to time every recession perfectly. You would have underperformed the market with a 10% return uh, versus if you just buy and hold and held the market the whole time an 11.7% return. So knowing when recessions were going to start and end didn't matter in terms of your, your return would have been better if you just stayed invested through the recession. And that, you know, you should also note like that doesn't actually even factor in transaction costs and taxes. So. So uh, conceivably, if you're doing that in a taxable account, it, was, you know, it nullified a lot of that benefit, of course, because you're realizing gains uh, when they're at their peak. And so it's, you know, the data it's, itself is pretty powerful and it speaks to people, you know, it directly refutes the belief of a lot of people out there that that's what you should be paying your financial advisor to actually do. The other thing that's important, the stock market is not the economy. Uh, stock markets usually go down way before a recession starts. Uh, and turn higher way before the recession ends. And so if you look at the uh, the last six recession, the S&P 500 has gained an average of 61% from the S&P's low by the time the recession officially ends. And so if you think about the March, uh, that March 2009 low in the market, uh, the recession didn't end until September after the market was up almost 100%. So if you are waiting for the recession to end, generally, on average, the market's up 61% uh, before we get the end of the recession. And so that's another reason that you, the timing you can never get right. And, uh, and but, but, you know, people seem to think that that's, you know, they, they say to us, well, we'll wait till the economic data gets better. The problem with that is the market's already made a huge move because remember, the market is a discounting mechanism. It is pricing things in the future uh, and you're never going to get the timing of it right. So the important thing to take away from this segment the key to success in the market is very easy. It's time in the market, not timing the market, is how you can be a really, really great investor. All right, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month, and we send those out via email. If you want to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send, send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Driving a big rig in winter can be tough. Breaking down in the cold is worse. If you break down in the Portland area, call Ultimate Truck Service first at exit 995 Vancouver. They'll keep any diesel truck or diesel pusher road ready. Air conditioning, brakes, you name it. In an emergency, Ultimate Truck Service will come to you within 25 miles or have your tow driver take you. Call or go online. Ultimate Truck Services, they keep you rolling. Over due to popular demand. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2022 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center Redmond. Today 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission. Free parking. Free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. Ah, nothing like a morning walk to get you going. With the afternoon I got ahead of me, I really need it. What are you doing in the afternoon? I gotta figure out my med. Did you say med? Mm-hmm. Medicare. It might not be the most pleasant topic, but it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Especially when you have Pacific Source Medicare. Get $0 premiums, dental benefits, $0 prescription deductibles, no referrals required to see a specialist, rewards for taking care of your health, and more. Plus, service from a local person, not an automated phone tree or an offshore call center. Find your plan and get on with life. Don't fear Medicare. Get help from a plan that goes beyond what's required. Pacific Source Medicare. Medicare annual enrollment ends December 7th. Visit MedicareBeyond.org today. Pacific Source Community Health Plans is an HMO, HMOD, SNP, and PPO plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with Oregon Health Plan, Medicaid. Enrollment in Pacific Source Medicare depends on contract renewal. Trying to buy a home right now? Call Advantage Mortgage. Are you a veteran looking to buy a home or refinance? Call Advantage Mortgage. You will be blown away at what they can do. They have helped vets save thousands of dollars on fees and long-term interest. Mortgage rates are the worst they have been in decades. The good news is Advantage Mortgage is an independent mortgage broker who can shop 130 lenders for you. Other lenders are stuck with the interest rates they offer. Find the Advantage.com. Visit them in Bend and in Sisters. NMLS number 1770599. Equal Opportunity Housing. High Desert Chamber Music invites you to their 15th annual gala, Saturday, December 3rd at 6 p.m. This year we are back in person at the Ben Golf Club. Join MC Bob Shaw for a festive evening, including dinner, silent auction, dessert dash, and a live performance by the Spotlight Chamber players. Proceeds from this evening allow High Desert Chamber Music to offer their educational outreach programs at no cost to any students, teachers, or schools in Central Oregon. Tickets are available online at highdesertchambermusic.com. Get dressed in your best and don't miss this evening of music and dining to kick off the holiday season. December 3rd at the Ben Golf Club, High Desert Chamber Music's 15th Annual Gala, sponsored by this station. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music.
You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. And that guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the great state of Oregon. We appreciate you spending. Josh is going to go watch the, uh, I guess it's not the Civil War, but what do they call the Apple Cup or something? What do they call the game? With, no, no, the Apple Cup is yeah, the Cougs against the Huskies. What do yeah. they call the Huskies against the Oregon? They call it a beatdown. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you better be careful. Uh, this thank, is, thank, thanks to Mr. Chackle for uh, helping us, uh, Combined Communications Owner. Oh, I thought you're gonna, you really be, need to be help, thanking Bo Nix for helping yeah, score yeah. touchdowns because he has gotten his act together. He was at, where was he at, Auburn? Yeah. He's like he's when, like 32 with two kids and a wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, college sports now is crazy. Yeah, the the rise of the 25-year-old college football player. But well, remember, every sport has it. Do you remember when they played uh, Auburn? When he was a freshman, he actually led Auburn to a victory over the Ducks. I think it was in, uh, it was in some, it was a neutral side game. It might have been in in uh, New Orleans or something. Oh, I don't remember that, but I do know. Or that no, it was the Texas Stadium. He put a thumping on Fort Colorado last week. He did. Didn't he catch a pass, throw a pass, and run it in? Yeah, that yeah, was good for him. Dan Lanning and uh, what's Kenny Dellingham reaching into the playbook? Pretty Tw- great. Twenty-five-year-old college football. <laughs> He is married, too, which is funny. Is he seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Gosh. Oh, yeah, some of those guys have kids, too. Well, it's all COVID because so many of them, yeah, yeah, it's you know, they up. got their two extra years eligibility, and now it's just going to And then go with like redshirting and all decade, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at a chart that is very interesting. It comes from uh, Charlie Bellello, Um But, it, you know, mortgage rates actually backed up a bunch last week. It was crazy to see how much mortgage rates went lower last week, but I wouldn't get used to it. Uh, if you were going to buy, if you were going to lock in a mortgage rate, last week was the time to do it. Mortgage rates certainly backed well, up. The, but the intra-week volatility is absolutely insane. But we certainly saw them spike, and they got over 7%. The last time we saw mortgage rates where they were uh, up until early last week was in 2002. So it's been quite some time since we've seen mortgage rates where they are right now. But obviously, uh, mortgage rates where they are now affect affordability in a big, big way. Uh, when you look at, uh, you know, down payments are having to go up quite a bit with house prices being higher. But when you look at the monthly payments that are going up, that's what's really increasing. Did people still buy houses in 2002? <laughs> in 2002, were they buying houses? Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, uh, what happened in the five years following that, that mortgage, that previous prior interest rate cycle peak? You mean to the housing market up just... until leading up until 2007? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, what's funny is the last time uh, the housing bubble peaked in February of t- 2007, after that, prices nationally fell by 26%. So obviously, regionally, there were different price movements, and Ben, we saw a bigger decline. Uh, but the same decline today would bring home prices back to September of 2020. Um, so, and that's a reflection of how much prices have gone up in the last phase of the current bubble. Uh, we saw over a 40% increase nationally in just two years. And so really the house price appreciation we saw in this most recent bubble leading up to it just ending recently was worse than the 2007 bubble, believe it or not. Um, the difference between that and now is it was just this time it was priced, but there was a much better lending standards than the lending standards were a joke. And, you know, demographic portrait has changed. And- but, but, 
but the point is, is that, you know, when people think about a 26% correction in the housing market, that seems really sharp. But when you think about it, it just brings us back to September of 2020 pricing. And, and so to me, that doesn't seem all that crazy. I, I, you know, I don't know that here in, in Bend we'll get a, a 26% correction. It, it's not out of the, out of the, wouldn't be crazy, but um, it wouldn't be crazy to see a 20% correction in house prices. If you have a million dollar house, do the math on 20%. That's a, a significant uh, decline in prices. And that's what the Fed is going to have to engineer in order for this inflation problem to go away. We still got a couple of weeks for the case shiller, uh, the next case shiller release. And, you know, of course, two months in a row of the biggest month on month declines ever. And uh, not unreasonable to expect that to actually be eclipsed by uh, October. All right. Well, I have the Beacon Report I'm going to talk about next segment, which shows the data here for Central Oregon, and it's not pretty. Uh, all right. We got an email from uh, Vern G. Vern, you know who you are. Uh, says, Tyler, enjoy your weekly podcast. Uh, in a Roth, do you think it's okay to have a high percentage of small cap and medium cap index funds as you do in your large cap index funds? Thanks for your feedback, Vern. So, uh, Vern, you know, this is the challenge that we always go through when we get – generic questions like this uh we we don't know your situation and neither do our listeners so it's very difficult to give advice uh on such a sort of broad question uh i will tell you this Vern. i'm 46 years old uh i feel like i probably work for the rest of my no i'm 46 years old uh and i have a higher exposure in my retirement accounts to small and mid cap stocks than I have to large cap stocks. Uh, and I do that knowing that my returns are going to be much lumpier than the markets. Uh, I'm going to have more volatility in my portfolio than the market. But over time, if history stands, and I think it will, and all the dynamics that go into mid and small cap stocks hold true, I think I will beat the S&P because of that exposure over time, albeit with a more volatile uh, portfolio. So I, I believe that to be true. And the reason that, you know, small and mid caps outperform large cap is because, you know, the, the large, uh, law of large numbers, when you well, think they, yeah, they have historically, of course, but, but when you yeah. think about Apple or some of these big names going doubling in, in value, you know, they, then they become the size of the Indian economy, you know, their GD, the GDP of the Indian economy. So when you think about a billion dollar company versus a trillion dollar company, the billion dollar company is obviously going to probably growing faster and it's easier for a billion dollar company to go to bi from a billion to two billion than from the trillion to two trillion. So uh, historically, those businesses are, have grown faster because they kind of need to. Um, and but with that growth comes more volatility. Obviously, uh, the big large cap names are going to be more stable because generally their earnings are and more stable. Vern, because you mentioned your Roth specifically, it makes sense. And most of our uh, clients are. Uh, adopt this strategy because the Roth is the last place that they'll touch. And uh, in a lot of instances, it's the account that they envision uh, leaving to their beneficiaries. And so it's often invested relative to how they would think that their beneficiaries would want it to be invested, which is quite aggressively. It's their most aggressive account relative to, say, their trust account or their traditional IRA, where they're taking distributions from those accounts regularly. Their Roth, they don't touch in most instances. And so uh, they have that allocated very aggressively. So there's a, a really big mutual fund company called DFA that most people have never heard of. Uh, and they, their whole approach is they own uh, They've done really well over time. Um, they have a great following, and it's because they skew towards smaller capitalization market companies, and they skew towards smaller capitalization value companies because those 
categories have outperformed dramatically over time. And when I say over time, over a long period of time. It hasn't been true for 15 years, Vern. But so you have to have faith that, that that everything will revert back to the mean, and I think we're seeing just the beginning phases of that. So, I uh, hope that helps. Um, this person didn't say who they were. It says we recently sold a house and have taxes to pay on the proceeds. I'm wondering if we can take some of the proceeds and put them in our 401k accounts and pay taxes on them later. Uh, no. So, first thing is is uh, you know if it was uh, if it was your primary residence and you're married, you have a $500,000 exclusion. So remember that, that you don't have to pay taxes. It sounds like maybe this wasn't your primary residence, and so you have some capital gain exposure uh, on this. Um, so no, you can't put in your 401k. Remember, 401k contributions has to be based on income, and so they have contribution limits, but you can't just take money that has nothing to do with your income and put it in your 401k account. That's not how it works. Uh, 401k contributions come from payroll deductions, so you got to arrange that with your uh, 401k provider. But you also, like, if you didn't have earned income and this happened, you couldn't put that money in your IRA either. So, you know, uh, you have, I mean, what we tell people is anytime they have a big sale and they have capital gain exposure, we just say, set that money aside, set 15 or 20% of it aside, depending on what your capital gain uh, bracket is. And just put that in a savings account so that when April 15th rolls around, you have the money because you have to pay the taxes. You can't, quote, pay the taxes later. Just set it where you know a dollar today is going to be a dollar tomorrow uh, because you owe taxes on that and there is no way around that. All right. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, you have at least $500,000 of investable dollars. One of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So call the office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwallet.com and send us an email. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. (laughs) All this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Earn Coastal cash with every in-store holiday purchase during the Coastal one-day sale. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. 
Stop by Coastal this Saturday for the one-day sale. Save 20% on regular price clothing and footwear and 10% off regular prices on almost everything else in the store. Plus, get $10 in Coastal Cash for every $50 you spend. Coastal Cash can be redeemed Sunday, November 13th through Saturday, November 19th. Savings exclude Honda, Husqvarna, Steel, Live Animals, gift cards, licenses, and previous purchases. Coastal Cash available in stores and redeemable in stores only. No cash value, no cash back. It's the Coastal one-day sale this Saturday. Shop Coastal in-store or online at CoastalCountry.com. Find the sales flyer on our website and the flip app. Coastal Farm and Ranch, with just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. Whether emerging from mountain springs, nestled deep in volcanic aquifers, or flowing wildly along the Deschutes, Ben's Water is one of its best resources, and protecting it is everyone's responsibility. Remember, whatever goes down our storm drains flows to the river or towards our underground drinking water. So managing landscape debris, leaking motor oil, and waste is vital to our health and our future. Clean Water Works for Ben. Contact the City of Ben to learn more. When you can't stop, <coughs> there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks vapors right to the source of your... <coughs> so you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Pos. It's good medicine. He sent me to. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you spending some of your week and with us, uh, it's one of those weekends to uh, sit around with fire going and watch college football and NFL and listen to Financial Focus Radio. I know that's what <laughs> I'm going to be doing. <laughs> Maybe you can melt some ice cubes, as they say. Uh, so uh, for those of you that live here in Central Oregon, you know probably know about the Beacon Report. If you follow real estate, it's sort of a, it's a really good, actually, compilation of the, the Central Oregon real estate data. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I'm actually, I forget if I've got any guy's name. Is it on here? Uh, compiled by Donnie Monte, Montagnier or something. Uh, anyways, he puts together all the data for Ben and Redmond and Lapine and all over central Oregon. And he looks at, you know, house prices, median house prices, all that stuff. And so what's interesting is, um, house prices had been, uh, pretty stable here in central Oregon, even after you saw the national numbers start to go south. But uh, when we got just got the October numbers, um, 
the median house price uh, in Bend in in the month of September was seven hundred twenty five thousand. In October, that dropped by a little over six percent to six hundred eighty thousand. So that's a huge decrease month to month. Um, the number of sales is also going sharply lower. When you look at the number of sales, it's back to April of 2020, which if you remember, April of 2020 was when the coronavirus pandemic uh, was starting to rage. And so we're starting to see some really significant declines in price and in the number of sales. Um, and then when you look at the number of days on market, it, it went from, you know, three and four days if you go back uh to the end of last year, the beginning of this year, to now it's at 28 days, which is still really low for the number of days on market. Uh, but the the trend is certainly headed higher. Um, when you look at the numbers for Redmond, let me get to that page. They saw a bigger decrease. So if you and, and this is over a two month period. So the uh, market in Redmond hit a peak median uh, price of 542,000 in the month of August. Uh, it's now 470,000, so a decline of over 11% uh, in the median house price in uh, in Redmond. So we're starting to see it. I'm not. This isn't me dancing on the grave, but um, again, the house housing market got really, really, really unhealthy here in Central Oregon. You you know the reality of housing house prices and incomes have to grow together. And that was so out of whack. It was worse than before the global financial crisis in terms of the relationship between incomes and house prices. And so and it, I, I, it was not a healthy market. It, it, it was just not good for, I know, you know for the industry, you disagree, but it's just, it's not good when those two things the happen. Im, the importance of housing and the wonky formula that they use for owners of equivalent rent as it relates to the consumer price index, it's really important to see that roll over so we can get lower year-on-year -year inflation figures and rates can stop going up. And of course, it's a major focus of the Fed. Uh, we, you know, you fast forward a few more months and the comps are quite positive and we actually have negative year-on-year -year housing figures and uh, we can get that Fed fund rate closer to the rate of inflation and this can all end. But the other thing too is, you know, just it's just not good when first-time homebuyers are priced out of the market, and that that was that had happened. No, it leads it leads just, to political unrest, and it's something we talked about at the show a lot. Like whether you're, the fringes on both sides of society, they they need a vested stake in in the outcome of the system, and if people don't own a house and they can't attach to a place, then that's when you see uh, real discontent emerge. And of course, like the concerns are legitimate. If a real if a median household income can't buy a median house. What are you going to do? Right. It's just, you know, and, and there was lots of dynamics that went into that, but those are all coming out of it. So, okay, uh, this is one of those times in the market uh, cycle where we see uh, all these charlatans, these snake oil salesmen come out of the woodwork in the financial services industry where they say, you know, you're worried about the market. You're worried about your retirement income. You're worried about all these things. Boy, oh boy, do I have the solution for you. And so one of the things that happens when we see big market corrections, like why well, this isn't even that big of a market correction, but we see the volatility that we've seen this year, uh, is we see a huge spike in product sales, namely variable annuities with income riders or so-called guarantees attached to them. Uh, so there's, a comp uh, there's an industry... Uh, uh, sort of watched a group called industry trade group called Limra, and they look at uh, insurance product sales. So in variable annuities, fixed annuities, all those sorts of things. Um, and the, the, <laughs> this is crazy. 
Uh, consumers are on pace to buy almost $300 billion in annuities in 2022, which would handily beat the record which was set during the financial crisis of 2008, the last time we saw a big market di uh, disruption. And so I, I say that consumers are on pace to buy. People out, nobody has ever come to our office and said to us, I want to buy a variable annuity. That's never happened. It's never going to happen. Nobody ever goes into any office around the country and says to their financial advisor, I want to buy a variable annuity. So what does that mean? Variable annuities are sold, right? The financial advisors say, you have this problem or this perceived problem because that's what it is. It's a perceived problem. It's not a real problem. Uh, and they say, boy, do I have the answer for you. Um, and so we know that anytime we see market volatility, we're going to see a spike in not only variable annuities, but any or so these sort of yield products, any of these things that sort of protect the client. Well, and that's the, the indexed annuities with a built-in, quote, hedge against downside risk, a buffer is what they call it, uh, tied to an index. The index annuity issuance is exploding. Of course, these have the highest fees associated with them as well. And that's, of course, they're pitched because of this belief that people are, you know, you're hedging a lot of the upside at the very worst time uh, to try to buy downside protection after the fall already happened. That's sort of the, you know, the reactionary nature of these types of purchases. And it's, uh, you know, they're products that are sold uh, to people that, you know, are susceptible to the fear that markets and uh, that markets create during these kinds of sell-offs. And here's my issue with it from the financial advisor's perspective. Do your job. Like it's you're not doing your client a service by saying to them, oh, no, you're in low-cost index funds that over time are going to do really well. Instead of saying you're exactly where you should be and over time and explaining to them that what the market is, it's a collection of businesses, and do you think these businesses are going to make more money over time? Stay the course. Look at everything. Every recession has one thing in common. They all end, and markets will trade higher at some point, and you are exactly where you need to be, and you need to sit tight. Instead of doing the right thing, these advisors say to them, oh, here you go. I have this off-the-shelf solution for you. Um, and then what they also don't tell them is, oh, yeah, this thing's going to pay me seven times what the other account you have pays me, and you're going to be locked into it forever, and it's a tax bomb, and the fees are close to 4%. None of those conversations happen. So these financial advisors, instead of doing their job and doing right by their clients, they're saying, oh, I have the perfect thing for you. And you know who it's perfect for? It's for perfect for the scumbag that sells it to you and the insurance company that issues it, not you, the end consumer. Uh, so anytime the, the fees are, are, are 4%, guess who is paying them? If you have a 4% fee on a product, January 1st, you have to, you're down 4%. And there's nobody in the world that can make the argument that these things make sense. The argument, the, the answer to all of these arguments, all of you advisors out there, especially you and Eugene, is you need to educate the client. And if you can't educate the client, you aren't capable of being a financial advisor. You need to go sell widgets because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's the soapbox for today. If you want to be part of the show, Tim's not even laughing at me. If you want to be part of the show, call us, 877-670. Maybe Tim got sold an annuity. <laughs> 877-670-7117. He doesn't go, like volatility. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about the drivers of investment returns. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest spots on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. 
The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.